I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Welcome back. It is time for Silver and Black Today, the Thursday edition here on July 13th. 2023, Scott Branson, Mo Moten with you. We are your guides. All that is this murky, dead period of the NFL with not much going on. Yes, we spent an entire segment talking about hot dogs and ketchup last show. And as predicted, Mo, I got comments. Well, fast forward 12 minutes where they stopped talking about hot dogs. Anyway, we had fun with it. I know you did because most of you did. Tell us, you and of course you voted the right way which is even better we'll get into that later <laughs> the right way last nonetheless we're here talking raiders football if you don't already subscribe to the podcast please do so wherever you get your audio just search silver and black today hit the subscribe and the auto download button our youtube viewers again are there with us thank you for being with us and we will be more active on youtube it's summertime so we take a little bit of time off too i can't be there every time the video's on but we try to mix it up in there Hit the subscription and the notifications bell as well. Also, today is Thursday, which means we're going to hit our mailbag segment, the Raider Nation mailbag, which we love to do. If you want to send us mail, just send it to mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. You can also tweet at Mo, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, Mo Moten, me, LV Gully, or you can also leave comments on YouTube. We, we scroll the comments on YouTube for questions. So if you prefer to do it there or that's where you're doing it, please do so, and we will get to those. And we're going to have that in the last segment of the show today as we get to the mailbag. But, Mo, we got a little celebrating to do. So, yes, if, if you want to fast forward to football talk, just skip the first segment, which is fine. We love all our listeners, so if that's what you want to do, that's great too. But it is a year. We mentioned it on the last show. It is a year since we joined the 2400 uh, Network, which is part of Odyssey, uh, and Mo, uh, it's been a great year. We talked about the the massive amount of downloads we've done. We're, we still rank third in the NFL amongst podcasts on the network. We also are in the top 10 of all sports podcasts for the Odyssey Network. So we've been very successful, and that's all been because of our listeners. 
Let me say that. While yeah. Mo is, is very talented and I sometimes can be, um, the reality is it's all because of you, Raider Nation. It's all because you listen to the show. We try to give you an objective opinion. We try to be entertaining as well. But at the same time, I want to thank, Mo, all the folks out there who listen because without them, we wouldn't be where we are. And we're just getting started, my friend. Yeah, all the folks who have us on in their car, have their kids listening to us. This is why we keep the cussing down to a minimum because <laughs> we want the kids to listen to us so that they grow up being Silver and Black uh, Today Show fans. So shout out to people who listen to us in their car, at the gym, at the supermarket, at their jobs where they're not doing much, maybe at the, at the cubicle and they need some time to fill. Shout out to you. You make us what we are today, which is one of the top shows on the Odyssey Network among sports and altogether just one of the top shows, period, on that platform. Yeah, it's crazy, too, to think that a year has passed, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's gone by so fast because when we came over and for those of you newer to the show and I, I have some mail today from folks who just found the show since we got to Odyssey, you know, we've had this show. The podcast started in 2017 it became a radio show in 2018. I had different various co-hosts, including two good friends of ours. Q Myers over at Raider Nation Radio was my co-host at one time. Also, Kelly Kreiner was a co-host of mine at one time as well. Those who watch the show know who Kelly is. Um, and then, Mo, when we came over we to Odyssey, we got asked last year, and I got to thank <clears throat> Dan Kearney from Odyssey in Las Vegas, who's now since left Odyssey to go on and pursue some other great things. But when they got us connected, said, hey, we're launching this network. We, we bought 2400 Sports, who had been very successful with their podcast and stuff. Uh, it, was, it was remarkable because we, you and I had an opportunity to really do a show where we get the rhythm. And, and Mo, being the national writer over Bleacher Report, he covers the entire league. He's on the East Coast. Um, I'm in Ohio now. And so we're on the same time zone, which was a huge thing for us. because <laughs> Recording was always difficult when, when you had to do it from, from different coasts. But but it, it's been great because I think we found not only our fan base that appreciates what we do, and some people don't, and some people uh, want different types of content, and that's good for them. But I, we've really settled in, and we've really tried, I think, Mo, to give that objective opinion. Some people think we're too positive. Some people think we're too negative. But really what we've strived for is in the middle. Right, and even the people, just the people that are kind of lukewarm on us, this is why we have guests on the show. Guys <laughs> like Baldy, who we'll talk about. Yes. But guys like Baldy we've had on the show. We've had Marquette King, former Raider, on the show. We've had current Raider on the show, and Amik Robertson. So we try to mix it up. Even if you don't like us, maybe you're interested in the people that we bring on to kind of suck you in. And then maybe over time you'll begin to, you give, you'll begin <laughs> to listen to us as an acquired taste. But... No, it, this show has been all about objectivity for the most part, and we, we try not to root for certain things to happen just to be right. Because I know a lot of people love to do that. They like oh, to yeah. root for certain things to happen just so they can be right. And not, it's not necessarily the best thing for the Raiders. We Don't get us wrong. We want the best for the Raiders. This is a Raiders podcast show. But we also have our own opinions. We're not yes men who are going to sit here and tell you everything that Dave Ziegler and Joshua Daniels do is going to turn to gold. We're not here to, on the other side of it, we're not here to tell you that everything that they do is going to turn to crap. So we're going to give you <laughs> our truest of true opinions, our honest opinions, without a without a lean, so that we're not as predictable as some other content creators where you know where they're going to lean on certain subjects. Right. And we also do things, and I, and I think this is where 
you know, we get people sometimes because we'll do shows that have to do like when we were doing shows about the car wars and things like that. You know, you get people who are like, oh, you're just clickbaiting. It's like, no, we actually don't do that. You know, I get people all the time who comment on the YouTube channel. Why aren't you guys bigger? You should you should have a lot more subscribers and all that than than we have near 10,000. And it's like, yeah, that's because we don't partake. And I don't I don't have any fault for people who do that because that's the the way you you rig the game to get more viewers and all that stuff. We use YouTube just as a way to connect with people who maybe don't want to listen to the audio side of it. So I'm not trying to create a big business out of it. Some people might call that short-sighted. I just call it I'm focused on what we do. And so when you see that stuff, we're not going to clickbait stuff. I mean, yes, sometimes we do have graphics that might say, oh, you know, and ask a question that's compelling. Um, but other than that, Mo, I think that's the one of the things we do too is like, I I really want to give content that I would like to listen to, that that I think people would like to listen to. And again, we live at a time where you can find whatever you want. You want to find somebody screaming and yelling and cursing and all that stuff. Again, that's a style and it's totally cool, but, but that's not us. And so I think we've stayed true to ourselves and this is Mo and I, that's who we are. Like we're, we're that way in real life. So we're not walking around cursing. Now I can do it if I'm doing lawn work and I'm getting tired. But other than that, you know, we're not going to do it on the air, so to speak, because we just don't feel as though that's a representation of how we do you and I Mo, even though we're different in age, we sort of have the same kind of uh, professional mindset of how we go about our business. Yeah. And speaking of how we are as people, you spoke about the sports side of this podcast and you kind of briefly mentioned at the beginning, we had our ketchup and mustard wars <laughs> over the past week. And that's not to, to turn fans off purposely. It's, it's just, and we, and Scott and I talk about this a lot. We want our viewers to kind of know the people they're listening to beyond right. sports. Yep. We 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 want we want to share our personality with you. So, you know, I I like certain foods that Scott doesn't. I do certain things that Scott does even though we have a lot of similarities, we do have some differences. And I think the human part of of this episode, these episodes and the show are important for you just to get to know us as people because sooner or later it's going to happen. You're going to see one of us walking down the street and you're going to go I've seen you guys on YouTube. I listen to you guys all the time in the car, and we can have a casual conversation that goes beyond Raider talk. We can talk about anything. We're pretty much open-minded people who have a very diverse group of friends. I, I can say that for Scott, knowing him. Absolutely. And and the other thing too is again, like at this point in time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to fool our audience, right? Because I respect the audience. That's number one. I think when you do content. You have to respect. You don't look at them as numbers. And if you're making money off them and the numbers are going up, downloads are going up. That's all great stuff. It's important. But I, I respect the audience. And so I'm not going to make up stuff. And I say make up stuff or I'm not going to portray a story as a breaking story or something so vital. We have to talk about it to get viewers and downloads during the dead period of the NFL, which we're in right now. I'm not going to do it. So that's why we changed the subject up a little bit. Now, during the course of the season, do we do a whole segment on food? No, we'll talk. We'll throw it in here and there, right, as part of conversation. But I think that's the important thing, too, is you can go on the Internet, and I, and I have a story we'll talk about in the next segment. You can go on the Internet and find, hey, here's three people who are going to get cut from the Raiders, and that's one of them <laughs> we're going to talk about today, or possibility of getting cut. It's like camp hasn't even started yet. Like, how can you – now, you can say from a contract perspective, which is a little bit of what they did, but the headline implies like there's something new. And again, that's a game you play when you're online and you got that kind of content. 
but we're just not going to do that. I, I don't want to insult the audience. Now, some might say we insult them talking about hot dogs, but I'm not going to sit there and try to make up stories about the Raiders when there is none. Instead, we're going to be consistent with our content. We're going to give you a show, and it might be one you listen to for the whole show. It might be one you don't, but at least we're going to be authentic, Mo. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone listens to other podcasts, and there's just certain shows that you skip. You don't listen to because you're not interested in the topic, the subject, yeah. maybe how it's presented, what have you. And that, and that's fine. Every show is not going to be your greatest hit. But our aim is just to give you the best of what we can about the Raiders and what's going on with the team and just give you a different perspective. Because a lot of sometimes you, you look on the Internet, news will drop. Let's say Josh Jacobs is traded. And a lot of people have the same opinion on the trade. <laughs> Yes. And then you because because there's a lot of let's be honest, there's a lot of group thing that goes on on social media. Scott and I don't lean on. We don't put our finger in the air and lean on other people's mm. opinion to have our opinions. We have our opinions. As again, as I said, honest opinion. This is not right. based on what everyone else is saying. So I think that's important. It, it is absolutely well said, Mo. And I think that that is part of the deal of why we've been so successful since we made the move to Odyssey. Uh, and, and of course, again, it goes to people like Mike Rabier, our producer now, and of course our, our foreign producer now correspondent David Stepanian, who helped us obviously with the show. And the whole team over at Odyssey have been amazing to us and given us the support uh, that, that we need to grow it. And boy, they've gotten behind us and that's part of the reason. So there's so many people, you guys see the two of us on most shows. Uh, Murph as well has been a huge part of this on Sundays after the game, massive deal for us to get a voice of the fan on and so you look at that and you realize that that it's 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 a team effort right and that includes all of you out there who listen and watch and so we can't thank you enough for that and we're going to grow we're going to try new things you know we, we got a whole new season coming up and and so there's going to be a whole bunch of different stuff going on and we're, we're excited about that but we certainly thank you uh and now we got a few minutes left in this first segment we're going to get into our favorite shows from year one on odyssey now, we go back, as I said, to 2017. I have some favorite shows from the old days, which I always talk about, including the Todd Marinovich show, which is still one of my favorite ones. But um, we're going to focus on, since we've been on Odyssey Podcast Network here with the NFL shows, our top three shows, right? So I want to see if any of the listeners remember these out there. Uh, you can also go back and listen to them. So as Mo and I talk about them, you can just search in our channel there, wherever you're at, and you can find these shows. All right, Mo. Let's go with your number one, or should we? Let's start from the bottom. Uh, or did you, did, when you sent them to me, did you rank them in order or no? It wasn't a ranking. It's just how okay. I thought of them. Okay. So let's start with your first show, which happened to be very early in our show. Right. The first show, to me, the most, one of the most crucial shows and important, I should say, important shows was the Marquette King episode. And mm -hmm. I say that because. I know you've been doing it way before me with consistency. As you said, you've had different co-hosts with you on the show, but I hadn't done a show with you and another player. So the Market King episode to me was important because that was that was kind of our first introduction as a as a tandem. Yeah. Saying, look, we can we can pull former and current players on the show as a you know as and as a duo. And Market King was gracious enough to give us some time. And he talked about, you know, his career with the Raiders and what was, you know, ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Now he wound up, you know, getting a kicking job and that's great. And he does other things with music. And I remember running that episode back and seeing the production of the episode. I was super blurry. 
Market King was on the <laughs> other side. Our our connection wasn't. The, it was kind of choppy in terms of At quality. First, yeah. But the, the 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 quality of the you know the subject, the person on the show, yeah. and what we talked about was high quality, and I and I and I enjoyed that because it was kind of our first dip into it, you know, as a pair with a with a player on. So that was important to me. Yeah, and it's interesting you talked about the technical things, you know, going through that, <laughs> especially being on a new network. We were trying to connect. So you think about Mo in New York, I'm in Ohio, and Marquette King's in Arizona. Now, you might think yeah. in the days of Zoom, no big deal. But when you're dealing with audio stuff that you guys don't see from mixes and recording and all that kind of stuff that we have to do, you don't see it all. And sometimes it just goes wrong. I mean, even today. But it's a good point. And I agree with you. It was a great show. And I also... You and I both love talking to players. doesn't matter yeah. if they're current or ex-players. It, it's hard because there are so many outlets now, right? And, and the NFL teams have really pulled back on these guys being available to media sources. Uh, but we've always been able to do that and get guys and really try to bring – and I think that's the important thing with Marquette King, and it's a great example of our mindset. You and I both have this mindset, Mo, which is we want to tell stories and bring insight. It doesn't mean that – yeah, we're getting Jimmy Garoppolo on next week, and it's you know the starting quarterback of the Raiders. We're trying to bring you stories. It might be a story, past Raider. It might be a current Raider. It might be somebody associated with the Raiders. It, it doesn't matter what it is. That, to me, is I want to bring creative stories to the audience. I don't just want to give you what you're going to get in 14 other podcasts. The, the great thing about that show, too, is there are some people <clears throat> who reached out to me and said, wow, I didn't know this about the, the ending of his tenure with the Reds. Because remember... Yeah. It, it was a very interesting time when he was booted from the Reds. John Gruden came in. He had a skill on NFL Network. Next thing you know, he was gone. And a lot of people to, the, to that, you know, to that episode, that day of the episode dropping, didn't really know the full story. So Market King gave his side of it. And a lot of people didn't yeah. know some of the details that went on behind the scenes. So not saying we were we're Oprah or anything, but as you <laughs> said, we're we're trying to give <laughs> we're trying to tell stories and give everyone a, a part to to say their side of the story about what happened during certain situations. Right. And actually, it's funny that you mentioned that, though. And and again, this is a little selfish. Uh, I say this because the Marquette King interview, and because of some of the revelations that had never been revealed publicly, so we kind of, you know, we're not a breaking news show, Mo, but but in that case, we kind of did. And the, the network ran with it, and it, it helped us grow immensely from the very beginning. So the fact that we had that guest and had that conversation – set the tone for the show and people found us very fast uh, and very quickly. So, so, so that's why to me, it's, it's one of mine as well. It was on my list as well. So, so there you go. The Marquette King interview. All right. Now the second one you sent me has to deal with our, our former colleague, Kelly Kreiner. Uh, talk talk about that one. <laughs> talk about that one. <laughs> Kelly is a big, Kelly Kreiner is a big part of our show. Even though he's a former co-host of yours, he's still, I consider him like the third host of the show, especially <laughs> once fantasy football season rolls around. Oh, yeah. Uh, we I had a tough time fantasy football last year. I'll admit it. Marshall mm -hmm. Thomas was not hot last year. Fantasy football, I believe I started off 0-5. Yes. It was a you rough did. year. It was a rough, rough year for me. But our good friend Kelly kind of helped me turn it around. He got Tim Brown to give me a pep talk. So just, just go back into YouTube, Tim Brown. Silver Black today, you'll see yes. the Tim Brown bit that Kelly Kreiner came up with. And basically, Tim Brown was saying, you know, Mo, keep your head up. You'll turn it around. Keep working at it. He also said, you know, he, he couldn't do fantasy football because it's tough because of the amount of hours and time you have to put into <laughs> it. 
But he's like, you got this, Mo. You're going to turn around. And sure enough, I, I nearly made the playoffs. I turned yes. it around. I was no, I was 500 at one point, and I was competing for a playoff spot in the last two weeks of the season. Now I came up short. But after Tim Brown's pep talk, I was like six and two or something like that. So shout out yeah, to Tim it, Brown for that pep it, talk. It turned around. And, and the greatest part of that video from Tim Brown to Mo was also his uncertainty on whether Kelly was Kelly male was or female. Uh, which was just a funny thing. And even Kelly, when he sent it to me in advance, obviously because he had to send it to me so I could surprise you on the show, um, he was laughing at it. He was just, it was just hysterical. But, but yes, a great moment on the show was Kelly's, the Tim Brown te- pep talk. Now, my second, uh, and actually, I rank this as my number one favorite episode. Are you right? You ready for this? Do you know what it is? You know what it is, right? Okay. I don't know what it is. Uh, we talked about fantasy football. Mo and I had our first game against each other, and we bet on the game. Oh, no. Mo, if Mo lost, which of course he did, he had to eat mint chip. In this case, it was gelato, which I get. That's totally fine. It was ice cream, mint chip, something on the air, on the show. And he did. I invite you. I should have pulled a screen grab for this show because it's so funny to watch your face as you taste what you call toothpaste. Um and so that was that was just funny because, again, it goes back. We were betting on fantasy football, and everybody knows who, if you watch or listen to the show uh, regularly, you know that the food takes are always part of the show. They, they work yeah. their way in uh, at least every other show. And so Mo has things he likes and he doesn't like, and so mint chips. So that's what we bet. I was going to have to wear a Yankee hat if, uh, if, if he won. That was kind of the bet. But he ate, and he did. And that's the thing, Mo. You made the bet. You made your bed and you slept in it when you lost, and that shows your character, my brother. I, I literally, it wasn't just a spoonful. If you're gonna no. go back and watch the episode, I ate the mint chip ice cream throughout the episode. Throughout the episode, <laughs> nearly finished the whole <laughs> container of mint chip ice cream. Yes, uh, I will Health say torture. I went to the dentist. I went to the dentist and my teeth were great because of that episode, <laughs> and uh, so there was something that positive that came out of it. Yes. <laughs> so there you go, the mint chip episode. Okay. Now your your final your this is the top three. We both challenge each other to the, to get the top three shows that we like. And your third choice, I also like as well. Tell everybody what it is. It was the Baldy episode. Baldy Baldinger came the pre-draft on show, episode. The, the pre-draft episode. Yeah. Um, he came on and discussed the Raiders and the state of the Raiders and what direction they should go in. And we talked about the defense. And the reason the Baldy episode is one of my favorite is because as as even as a writer, right. I said how much I enjoy having former athletes on the show. But if you can get it, uh, an accomplished NFL network person, a TV person on the show, I think it's it's important because as many people know now, I do BR live streams, so I'm in front of the camera a lot. So to have him on was, was huge for me because not only is he a former player, offensive lineman, but he's you know, he's big time. He's on NFL network, he's he's got a lot to do. So for oh, him yeah. to give us some of his time. Showed that we had we had made some headway because I'm sure if we were some <laughs> hole in the wall podcast, he'd be like, "Who who are these Mike Mo and Scott? Who are these guys? I don't got yeah. time for yeah. this. I got NFL Network stuff to do." But he gave us his time. I actually came on twice, so the so he, we we have a rapport with him, and just the fact that he's a former again a former player and a TV guy that was important for me to have him on because I I love his breakdowns. I'm sure, a lot of people who watch our podcast also love his breakdowns. I, I do too. And he's, he's one of those guys too. I think Raider nation really likes him too, because he's a, he's a massive Max Crosby fan as he should be because yeah, he watches works. the film. Um, but at the same time, also he's, he, he finds the positive on every team, even if your team is struggling, which I like, I like the approach. It doesn't mean he hides the, the, the negatives because he talks about those too, 
but I like his approach to it. And it was, yeah, it was a fantastic show. Uh, and he really called a lot of the stuff on there. And, and I appreciate, I just appreciate picking his mind. And he is a colleague at Odyssey as well. He's part of our family here, which is big. Okay. My third favorite show was last summer. And, and Mo and I, when we talk about ideas for shows, like during the season, obviously the, the, the rhythm of the season stuff comes up and you just gravitate towards that because it's happening. But one of the things we talked about last offseason were a lot of the question marks the Raiders had, which was the, the Darren Waller situation, the Derek Carr situation, all that stuff. So last June, we had Cynthia Freeland on from the NFL Network as well. And Cynthia, we went in-depth with her and talked about the tight end position because you and I at that point well, were saying, do not give Darren Waller a new contract. Do not give him a new contract. He's got two years left. Make him play this year. He has a good year. Then you can sit down after. There's no hurry. And Cynthia Freeland came on and, in essence, said the same thing in a much more eloquent and, and, and I think, uh, educated way because she was she studied the entire tight end. She had done a story on it, and she really gave us a lot of insight. And I think a lot of the things she said, there were some of our listeners who were upset thinking she was being negative. And it all came true. So I look at that show and say, wow, that was June of last year. Now, they ended up signing Waller, and then they traded him. But a lot of what she had said about the tight end market actually came true. She talked about the college kids coming in and how that was changing things. And it was really, it showed, I think Cynthia is one of the best in the business of kind of looking ahead and looking down the road. So not only were we right in a sense, we know how to pick our guests pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. even if I'm not Mashadamus on a certain subject, some of our guests, not some, a lot of our guests are very knowledgeable, including Cynthia. As you said, she had covered the whole tight end market, so she knew exactly what she was talking about when she got on the show. So it's no surprise she was dead on yeah. about how things unfolded. So shout out to Cynthia. May have her on the show again soon. Yes, we need to get her on the show again soon. A bunch of folks we need to get, including Marquette, which I know we were. I was exchanging some some Twitter messages with him. So we're going to get him on here pretty soon. He had such a, a great experience uh, uh, this year kicking, of course, in the uh, XFL. And so mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk to him about that. And I know a lot of Raider fans went down to see him in Houston, including our friend Lucille, who got a jersey, I think. It's a jersey. I'm like, it's really interesting. Anyway, we're going to catch up on that. But those are our top three shows. We're going to close out our birthday segment now. Yes, we'll talk about football. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Raiders. We're going to talk about Josh Jacobs any news what's going on of course we're rolling up against that deadline on monday we will have our show on tuesday as usual next week but we're going to record it tuesday morning so that we can get all of the transactions in from monday as well and and get to that and make sure we get the, the latest news and anything that may happen there when we come back we'll roll through that and some other things i talked about this clutch points piece i want to talk about that a little bit about possible roster cuts and all that you're with mo and scott this is silver and black today an odyssey original podcast don't go anywhere welcome ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Back, it is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. He is, my co-host that is, Mo Moten. He is a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also the Raiders columnist at SportsNot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, on Twitter. I am Scott Gobranson, your co-host, and it is LV Gully on Twitter. Uh, please message me. Nice things. I appreciate that. But anyway, we're here back talking Raiders football uh, on the one-year anniversary of the show here on Odyssey. Uh, Mo, let's talk about Raiders news heading into camp. Not a lot of it, but the, the reaction to the Josh Jacobs situation, everybody's waiting for that shoe to drop. On Monday, on deadline day, right? We're rolling up against that. Uh, and and it's funny, our good friend Mario Tovar, who's always on the show, and he is a good friend of ours from Raider Ramble. Um, he also wrote a piece on the Raiders have to sign him. They have to sign him. They have to set the market. Have, and I, I, we'll get Mario on to tell him that he's completely wrong. But it's really interesting. The, 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 I get it. You know, and we've talked about it numerous times, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. Excuse me, Peter. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but, but if, 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 if the Raiders make a mistake with Josh Jacobs at where they're at, we talked about it last show, actually. If you were a running back away and you just needed to solidify that position to go on a Super Bowl run or to go on at least on a, on a championship run, um, okay, I get it. But the Raiders are not in that position. They still have a lot of work to do on defense. We still have some question marks on offense, offensive line. There's still there's a depth there you got to worry about. Uh, you still don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay healthy. If he does stay healthy, I think he has a good season. But I think this whole idea that because your team has a good player, you must sign him, I still don't understand it. I do not think the Raiders will do it. In fact, I would make a bet with somebody out there that the Raiders will not sign him to a new contract. I just don't feel it, Mo. It's interesting you bring this up because on Tuesday I was at Bleacher, I was at the Bleacher Report office with a lot of important people, and I was, <laughs> including I you. was asked. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could say me too, uh, but <laughs> I, I was asked directly, "Do you think the Raiders are making a mistake, making a mistake with Josh Jacobs if they don't resign him?" 
and it caught and and I paused for a minute because the question had never been framed to me in that sense. Shout out mm. to Wes O'Donnell, who's my assignment editor. He he posed the he framed the question that way, and it was kind of like not, you know he was asking not what you think the Raiders should do, you know, or not what you think is going to happen, but do you right. think it's a mistake? And I paused and I said, you know what? I, I think it is. And I remember writing a piece a while ago, and I'm not saying that Raiders should sign Josh Jacobs at any dollar amount and set the market, as Mario Tovar was saying. But with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, knowing his injury history and knowing how well the offense looked with Josh Jacobs as the engine of it last year, even with Devontae Adams on the field and Derek Carr struggled, the offense was humming when Jer- when J- Josh Jacobs was r- running the ball 20 to 25 times, racking up 100-plus yards on the ground. That was the Raiders' bread and butter butter when they were winning football games. So in a sense, I think it's a mistake assuming that Josh Jacobs doesn't want to set the market. Now, if he mm. wants $16 million, that's where I would hesitate. But if he's asking for $13, 14000000 million, which is where I think Saquon Barkley is with the Giants and what he's asking for, what he wants, I, I think it would be a mistake to let him go versus signing him to a $13, 14000000 million deal, multi-year deal. Now, you don't have to give him four years. I think I came up with the solution one one of our episodes that yeah, a couple weeks I ago. wouldn't sign Josh Jacobs to a three, four year contract or may let me rephrase that. If I did sign to a three year contract, it would have a, a second year out. Right. So basically if I'm not signing to a two year deal after that second year, I can let him go and not have a huge cap penalty. So basically it's a two year deal with guarantees essentially. But after those two years, you can kind of part ways, but it, I think it's a mistake not resigning him if he's asking for a reasonable amount that's not top of the market deal, assuming that it's thirteen, fourteen million. Yes, and and it's a good point. And I think Mo, you've heard the term "read the room," right? You walk into a room, you're in a conversation. It's like, hey, dude, read the room. Like, understand the signals being sent. Now, I'm not advocating or saying that it's the right one, but I'm just reading the room. And I I read the room with these guys with Ziegler and McDaniel's. And I just don't feel it. I feel that they really believe, and it's, it's, to me, it's, it, it's fitting that they're in Vegas. Because I really believe, Mo, and you just touched on it at the beginning of your statement there, they are putting their chips behind Garoppolo, and they think he's going to stay healthy, and they think he's going to do well. Now, that's a big gamble to me because of past history, which we've covered extensively here on the show. At the same time, if they're right on Garoppolo then the value of Jacobs, even as good as he is, and I like him as a player, I love him as a guy, he's a great young man. But if you look at the system and what they're able to do, what they did in the draft, getting Michael Mayer, having the the receiving core that they have, um, you don't need the running back to be as good as Josh Jacobs has been. Now, I'm not saying it hurts to have him, but to me, I'm just reading the room, and I, I think that they're going to make their bets there. And to your point, if Josh Jacobs will take less money, not want to set the market, and take a deal like you said, then it's a no-brainer. I mean, you have to do it, right, if, 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 if that's the way it goes. But I feel like what's been said publicly, and again, that could be mis- misleading, so that's a caveat. But by what's been said publicly and by what the Raiders have done in the offseason, and because I know the offensive system – I just think the chances are that they don't and that we're headed to tag. And if he doesn't play on the tag, that's a whole different story. I don't see him doing that. But I just see Josh Jacobs having one more season in Las Vegas, and that's it. And I just can't see setting the market, which so many people now are just saying, pay the guy whatever he wants, 
which is sort of like being in a car dealership and saying, oh, I like that car. And they add a bunch of prices on it. And you're like, yeah, I'll take it anyway because I want it. It's not smart business. Right. And that's another thing I brought up in my answer to my assignment editor, Wes, is that even though I do think it's a mistake, the Raiders aren't going to move the market for a running back. No way. Who would? It's just it's just not going to happen based on what's happened. Miles Sanders afraid to see getting under six point four million Dalvin Cook being released. There's still whispers that Joe Mixon could still be released. The running back has been devalued this offseason. And the mm-hmm. Raiders, do you think Josh McDaniels, who's run with a running back by committee during most of his time in New England, is going to go out of his way to set the market at a low premium position? It's just not going to happen, even if it's a mistake or not. That's just not how former Patriot guys have done business. And listen, I feel for Raider Nation as fans because you get to know a kid. He comes in as a rookie. He does really well. And, of course, last year was amazing. And then to think that his time might be limited with the Raiders, if not now, but at least in a year, it's tough. You know, as a fan, sports have changed so much now where guys aren't in one place very long anymore. And now you talk about the running running back position, which is not valued. A lot of folks out there by my interactions with them on Twitter – live in the 1990s it's not the 1990s the running back the running back is not the premier position not to say he's not a premier player because he is but it's just it's a different game and so with that said i just don't see it happening i hope i'm wrong i really do this i hope that josh jacobs takes a deal that is really great for him in his future especially financially but also good that enough that the raiders are like okay we can work with you on that let's do that let's keep you in the silver and black for at least three more years it's funny that we bring this up because I actually wrote a piece that came out on Tuesday, a bold training camp predictions, and I had Josh Jacobs being traded to the Jets. Uh-huh. That's right. The Raiders train wow. Josh Jacobs to the Jets as a bold prediction. And that's not because I'm a closet Jets fan, people. I know some <laughs> people speculate this. But if you look at the reports, the Jets are real player in the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes. They're they're connected to him. I think it was Mike Flora of Pro Football Talks that they're gaining momentum. With Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook is going to have options. Tom Pelser of the NFL Network said that he's going to have multiple offers and a significant contract. If the Jets strike out with Dalvin Cook, what would stop them from pivoting to Josh Jacobs if the Rays are willing to trade him for a day two pick? I think it, it could happen. While it's a bold prediction, I think there's a slight possibility that it could work out. Josh Jacobs would go to a contender where he doesn't have to be paid like a hero, as he said during Super Bowl week. Got a lot of help over there. Aaron Rodgers over there. That team is all in on the Super Bowl right now. Yes. If Josh Jacobs wants to go to a team that's closer to a Super Bowl title than the Raiders, the Jets would be it with what they have over there. Yeah, and I, I've seen, a, of course, a lot of those Derek Carr fans out there who now call them Raiders and Saints fans. That's what they call themselves. Some of them. Um, they they are, oh, what if he got back with Derek Carr? It's like, uh, have you seen the running back <laughs> room in New Orleans? I don't yeah. think so. But anyway, so there you go. Okay, so that's the Josh Jacobs thing. We will know Monday, and we will tell you on Tuesday morning and give you thoughts on if anything happens between now and then. Uh, Also, I want to touch on this real quick, Mo, before we go to the break here and get to our mailbag segment, which is Clutch Points, the website out there. Uh, The the author of the story is Tim Crean, and it is three cut candidates on Raiders roster ahead of training camp. And it's really interesting because he calls these well-known names for the Raiders that could be cut. And I just found it really diff- difficult to, to swallow a little bit because, first of all, we're not – and I'm not criticizing. It's well-written for what it is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming another writer. But I will say this. 
he goes through players and big names that could be cut. The first one is O.J. Howard, who's not played a down for the Raiders. How could that be a big cut? Now, I know he's a veteran but and Darren Waller, but, but with what they did in the draft, actually, I think O.J. Howard's going to have a tough time making the team. I really do. But it, you, you see these, and Mo, I want to get your perspective here because you do, like you talked about, you know, wild prediction trade stuff that you did with Bleacher Report. Um, but the names you put forward there are names they'd say, oh, yeah, that would be a big deal. Some of these are like O.J. Howard. It, it, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll give Crane some some leeway with this one because okay. being a writer, I, I know how these things are, are formulated behind the scenes and how they're framed. I think I know how you're viewing it. He's not a big name because he one he just got there hasn't done much over the past years. But OJ Howard was a first round pick out of Bama. A yeah. lot was expected out of OJ Howard when he came out and the Tampa Buccaneers drafted him in the first round. He was expected to be you know a star. Huge. He was at he was at athletic tight end, who we we see a lot of now. These athletic tight ends rack up a bunch of pass, uh, receiving yards in the passing game. He was expected to be that. He was expected to be the next guy up out there, you know, the Travis Kelseys of the world. Just hasn't panned out that way. So when he says, when Crean says big names, I think he means like guys Overall. who were, you know, first round picks or guys who were, you know, former pro bowlers. Now, OJ Howe isn't a former pro bowler or pro, but he yeah. was a former first round pick. So I, I think that's what he means by big names, so to speak. Got it. Okay, I got that one. Now, the second, real quickly, the second and third names. You ready for this? Brandon Bolden. Now, that one I understand because of the, the, the link with McDaniels. And I, I wouldn't see it as a big cut other than a loyalty thing. And plus, we talked about it on this show, right? What did Brandon Bolden do last year? He was touted as a guy who knows the offense. Now, maybe in practice he helped guys out a lot. I have no idea. But when it came to playing on the field – um, you know, 16 games, 17 carries, 66 yards, nine catches. Like he, he, he wasn't really present, uh, for those, those, those games. And they didn't really use him much. Now, now see, I would, I would push back and say, that's not a big name because yeah. Brandon Bolden <laughs> right. wasn't like highly touted. He's never been like the guy out of the backfield either. He's never been a primary right. starting running back really. And in recent years, he's been mostly a special teamer. So yeah. I actually I know he has the link to Joshua Daniels, but I expect Brandon Bolden to to be to be cut actually. Yes, and 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 that's what he talked about to 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 make his point for him, uh, and is that he has two Super Bowl rings. He came over. He was supposedly an important ingredient to make sure the Raiders learn the offense. And again, yeah. maybe he did accomplish that. Maybe he helped significantly in that area. It's something we wouldn't see. So I get it. Now the third one, Jerry Tillery. Oh. which I thought was surprising um, because you look at Adam Butler, John Jenkins, Neil Farrell Jr., Matthew Butler, and, of course, Byron Young, we talked about on this show, as well as Nesta Jade Silvera, a lot of bodies there. Um, I actually disagree with him on this one. I think Jerry Tillery um, will, and it could happen, but I, I think that he's going to he, – he had a – except for the big penalty, of course, we know about um, – he he had a pretty good year. He's got to do better, but I think having him there and having this competition around him, I actually expect him to make the team. What about you, Mo? Yeah, he's he's definitely a big name. Another former first round pick yes. by the Chargers. Absolutely, was expected to be a big part of that defensive line. Didn't pan out. But as you said, he, even Vic Tafer wrote a piece saying that Jerry Tillery is the one guy that 
that's a lock on the defensive line. He said yeah. everyone else is fighting for roles. He said Jerry Tilly is basically, you know, he's going to make the roster. He's going to be a big part of that defensive line rotation. And remember, as you pointed out, once he got there, it kind of unlocked Chandler Jones on the outside. So mm-hmm. remembering that, if Chandler Jones was able to play well with some uh, defensive pressure, some pocket pressure on the interior from Jerry Tillery, there's no way he's going to get cut unless he has another bonehead move during training <laughs> camp where he's like fighting guys in the summertime and they like, you know, we, we need, we don't need this at camp. Unless something like that happens, he's making the roster. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, uh, but interesting, you know, there's not a lot of news out there. It's the one story that popped up that I looked at and thought, oh, we'll talk about that because uh, they are names. And, and once we get into camp and we get an idea of how guys are doing, then we'll certainly talk about what we're seeing and what could happen. And the Raiders still could be very active in the acquisition market. So we, we just don't know how it's all going to unfold, but we will within a couple of weeks here. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's time for your words. Yes, we get to the Raider Nation mailbag, a part of the week that Mo and I love. So we'll get back to that here. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Raiders. We're coming back right after these words. Don't go anywhere. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. You are in the home stretch with Mo and Scott here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering your Raiders. If you don't already subscribe, please do wherever you get your audio. All right, we're getting into the mailbag segment, the Raider Nation mailbag. Uh, everything from ketchup to ticket prices uh, are on the docket for today. Uh, those are not related, but they seemingly could be. So we're going to talk about that. By the way, make sure you follow Mo on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Again, he is the national NFL writer over at Bleach Report, covers the Raiders as a columnist as well for Sports Not. Mo, it is Thursday. Anything coming up this weekend or going into next week people need to know about that you are pinning with that talented hand? Well, there's going to be some more Josh Jacobs talk because, as you mentioned, we're getting close to the deadline for teams to sign players that have the franchise tag. So there's going to be in some shape or form something on Josh Jacobs in the next few days. Uh, I'm not going to throw out another bold trade where he gets moved to the Jets <laughs> or the Bills, so you don't have to cover your eyes when you read the article, but it'll, it'll be something informative. And also, it's not coming up this week, but I will be back doing another live stream, just breaking down the Raiders' most pivotal position battles very soon. So that, nice. that'll be coming up on the Bleacher Report side in the following week, so just look out for that. That's coming up. There you go. You are up to date. Make sure you do it. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Also, Follow me on Twitter, LV Gully. The show is SNB today as well. Uh, so do that as well. And we get some great short videos. We try to share short videos with, with you. Our producer, Mike Rabier, is 
cuts those up for you so you get a little sense for what we're doing. If you can't listen to the whole show and you're just flipping through at lunchtime or something, of course, you got to go listen to the show when you're done and you have the time. But other than that, all right, we're going to get to the mailbag now. We start off in Loma Linda, California. It's a Scott Before you start. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. I know the just really quick. I know none of the we didn't talk about any of the mailbag segments that are one of our favorite parts of our one year anniversary. But I I have to say that the mailbag portion of the show is my favorite part of the show simply because (laughs) I'm not able to answer everyone in my DMs. People who reach out to my DMs notice that sometimes I'm delayed or I'm not able to respond back quick enough. Yeah. So when you mail in, I'm able, you have my undivided attention for those out there who, who say, I'm going to answer my DMs. Well, if, you know, if you, if you mail into the show, you, you, you know, you get the stage here. So again, favorite part of the show to hear from the fans that listen to us and, li- and read me on Bleacher Report and Sports Night. Yeah. Are you getting the, I'm getting this DM message. It's this nice young woman who's new to town. <laughs> that, that trash is hysterical to me because they send you the same thing over and over again it's like okay now i'll fall for it anyway <laughs> uh, when you talk about twitter dms it's really funny anyway okay but yes the good point no we, we love this uh and and by the way some great points of discussion come up in these emails mm-hmm. or messages not only that but they also become segments on the show we, we've, mm-hmm. we've had people ask questions. They've become articles that you've written, Mo. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we, we are so appreciative of all of you out there and what you have to say. Okay, so Loma Linda. This is Dennis and Loma Linda who's written into the show many times before. And he says, I just want to say thank you for great shows during what is a crappy time to be an NFL fan before camp starts. I know people give you crap for talking about things like food or other subjects, but love you guys and the interaction you have on all of it. Happy anniversary on your network, and I'm excited for the season ahead. That's Dennis and Loma Linda. Dennis, thank you very much. Uh, Appreciate all right. you, Dennis. Yes, and so we are. Oops, sorry, my 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 list of of emails here froze, but now I got it back. Okay, then we move on. It says, "Hey guys, just a congrats on your year birthday with your network. I had never heard of your show before this past season, and was glad to find you on the Odyssey app. Yes, by the way, the Odyssey app is very cool. If you don't already have it." I suggest at least you try it. Um, There isn't much Raiders talk on the radio here in L.A., so you guys get me through the season. Thanks again and continued success. That's Rick in Newport Beach, California. It's amazing. You know, so many fans still in in L.A. And, Mo, I know you did some shows with me when uh, previous to last season I was doing – we were our show was heard in Los Angeles on the Mightier 1090 – uh, and 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 did well. We had a lot of Raider fans down there, and then we went to the Odyssey side here, uh, and this is what people are doing. So it's great. That's what's great about podcast versus radio, and our show is still heard on the radio in Las Vegas, by the way, but the podcast piece of it is no matter where you live, being a Raiders fan, because Raiders fans are all over the world, you're able to get the content. We're able to connect with them. So whether you're in L.A., Vegas, you know, we, we're in your airspace. Oakland, we're yeah. in your airspace. Doesn't absolutely matter. absolutely so rick in newport beach one of the most beautiful places in the world thank you for writing in all right now we go back to las vegas a a writer a listener from las vegas says mo and scott it's been a year already seriously great job and congratulations on your first year with odyssey i've been listening to the show since the cbs sports radio days yes that's where wow. we first started and it gets better every year kudos to scott for what he's done over the years and the, one of the best things he's done was bring you in as a co-host mo cheers so I'm getting kudos for you, which you do your own work. I don't need to get. I don't. I don't need any credit for it. You. You are who you are. But but it's actually true. I'm glad he brought it up because I've had again. I talked about Kelly. We talked about Q. 
Um, and I've had other co-hosts too, but none of them and, and you and I, the way we've built the show together as a true partnership has been great. And it's, it's awesome to see Tad in Las Vegas, by the way, wrote that. It's great to see Tad recognize that and understand it. It's it's funny that Ted brings this up because it takes me down memory memory lane. I'm not I'm gonna keep it short. I'm not gonna go long winded with this. I'm gonna try not to. But I remember when Scott first reached out to me to come on the show when he was on CBS Sports, and I remember being sort of nervous because at the time I was more of a writer. I wasn't a speaker. I w- I didn't have a. Po- I mean, I had a small podcast years ago mm-hmm. before that, but I wasn't used to being on a big network and talking Raiders. Scott called me on the show as a guest. And that was kind of like my introduction into, you know, doing segments with, you know, with on shows on big platforms with people who had established audiences. And this is before I was even going on Raider Nation radio, you know, mm-hmm. before it was created. So it was kind of like my introduction into this and into the Raiders NFL sphere as a, you know, as a speaker on the team, on the on the league. And after that, it, it seemed like. There were more requests for me to come on the show. Other people would say, I heard you on CBS. I heard you on with this show. I want to have you want to talk Raiders here. So Scott kind of <laughs> started that for me. So I want to thank Scott oh, live no, for you... that. He kind of he kind of brought me out of the writing section into the podcast video streaming arena. And he's been a great help to me to help. I've learned a lot from him because, of course, he has a long career in doing this. He's a pro at this. I'm learning a lot from him still to this day. So for him to, to bring me along the ride is a, is a special thing for me too. Well, and I appreciate that, Mo. And likewise, though, right? I think that one of the things in you and I, you know, when we have our talks that are unrelated to the show or football uh, and more about life and our careers is you have the same point of view as I do, which is, you know, you, you come across people in your life who helped you and then you want to return the favor. And you also, you're like me too. You When you come across somebody or you're contacted by somebody and they have talent and you can see that it's a genuine desire to do something really great, then you want to help that person. And so I, I think that's that's what I saw with you. And I know I've learned just as much from you. And on this show, it's about balance, right? You know, some people will be like, well, Scott doesn't know about this. I don't know as much the X's O's and stuff <laughs> that Mo does. I don't, but that's why he's on the show, right? You have a balance of things and our roles on the show, like, there's guys who do film breakdowns. They do a really great job of it. But when I watch some of those guys out there in the NFL overall, you see some of them and they're like exactly the same guy. And so you're like, okay, well, you're saying the same things versus if I had a guy who was just telling me and guiding me along and then you had the really big X's and O's guy, it, they complement each other. And I think that's always what's good um, about, about what we do here on this show is the fact that we can we can find that balance and 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 we have strengths that that help one another do the show in a better way. Right. right. And and you know, just as we have, you know, you have strengths, I have strengths in, in certain areas. I remember when Scott, I believe, was under the weather and I had to do the show by myself. And I'm like, you know, Scott usually sets the table for everything. And he's the guy that, you know, starts off the show, has an introduction, ends segments, begins segments. And I'm up here thinking, how am I going to maneuver this? How am I going to do, you know, this this entire show by myself without Scott doing the introduction, setting the table for everything? And I remember going back and forth with Scott saying, I don't know if I could do this by myself for 45 minutes talking to myself. This is before the Bleacher Report live shows that I used to do. And I was able to pull it off pull again it off. with Scott's yeah, help with Scott's and, and some of the things that Scott does and looking over previous shows. 
I was able to pull it off with his help and, and with his guidance. So again, shout out to Scott for that. True professional helping me along in this area. Now I'm doing Bleach Report shows. I'm on podcasts. People want to talk to me. It's all because, not I would say all because of Scott, but part of it is is my expertise in writing and part of it is just learning from, from him as a professional. And, and, and the stuff you sometimes don't see and what I was just going to mention. I ducked out there for a second because I was having physical issues on my end. And so, so Mo covered there, right? Mm-hmm. And Sorry. you've learned now. And when I was sick and you did the show, you did great, right? And now you do the Bleach Report. So I know you just covered that uh, as I was trying to fix the camera and, and audio and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You learn new skills. And I've always been somebody who, who really wants someone who's as good or better than me in something because it makes me better. And so... I appreciate right. that, and it is it's great to, to do the show with you. And and I now I can't imagine doing it with anybody else. I really can't. That's what partnerships all about. You start off, and it's like it's new. You grow on each other, and like I said, Scott and I had a working relationship before that. I mm-hmm. but I was just a guest. I wasn't a co-host. Yeah. And I kind of you know I kind of worked my way into it. I remember being on on the show with Scott and Q Myers, you know, on Radio Nation Radio, and just kind of working my way into the three man weave and. Before you know it, then it's me and Scott. <laughs> Q has this thing shot to him. He's doing a great job. Yeah, doing but we, we, we were, you know, it, it's it, even Evan Grote. You know, we've been on the show. We've yes. had Evan Grote. It, it, we'd be remiss not to mention him because he's also like another host of the show. We've had Evan Grote on a lot, and I'm sure we'll have all, him on more, a lot more yeah. as the season draws closer. But he's part of this team and this thing that we're building over here. And, and shouts to him for for participating in that. No question. And uh, I'm proud of what we're doing. And certainly, uh, Tad, thank you for your notes here. All right, we're going to move on. Okay, it says, okay, finally, Raider Nation did something right. No ketchup on hot dogs. It's wrong. That's for kids. Adulting involves no ketchup on hot dogs. Mo, I agree on your cheesecake take, but I'm glad the nation proved me right on this ketchup deal. Funny stuff. Thanks for filling the time before camp with something ridiculously fun. That's cool. <laughs> That's Quan in North Las Vegas. Thanks, Quan. We appreciate that. So for all of you who hate the hot dog talk, sorry, there's people out there who love it, but at least we know the people have spoken on Mo's poll. It wasn't even close, Mo. When you add the Chicago people and it's even bigger vic- victory. I, I, I demand a recount because <laughs> after the poll closed, there were at least 10 people that said I would have voted ketchup if I had, if I had seen the poll, and they didn't see the poll. So I want to say that there are some absentee voters that didn't get a chance to pull the oh, levers. Oh, no. I think we need a recount during the season when people are more active on social media because a lot of people missed the poll and didn't answer the question. I'm just saying. So Mo is disenfranchising voters with the way he presents his. <laughs> I think we need to go back into Maricopa County and recount That's... the votes. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maricopa County. All right. Just don't get Raider Nations, Raider Nation marching on the Capitol. Uh, especially in the month of January. Um, All right. So uh, we appreciate that. Okay. Our last email of the day. We're having too much fun, obviously. It says, guys, why can't Raider Nation see that as much as we love Josh Jacobs as a player, we can't afford to set the market. And this is where I, I, all credit to Steve in College Station, Texas, by the way, because I stole his line earlier. Uh, It says 1990 wants its football strategy back. I wish him the best, but it would be dumb to give him more than he says 11 to 12 million in a new contract. Thanks, my dudes, and let's get this thing started. That's Steve in College Station, 
I'm surprised he didn't put some kind of Texas A&M. Maybe he's there in grad school and he's not a Texas A&M fan. I don't know. But Steve, thanks for writing in. Mo, we talked about it in the segment previous to this, uh, the Josh Jacobs stuff. We're going to know Monday, my man. We'll at least have a better idea. We're going to know. And and the emailer said 11 to 12 million would be the cutoff line from him, which is a little bit above the franchise tag. And I understand that. Uh, I said 13 to 14 million, but as we all know, when it comes to these contracts, it's all about the guaranteed money. So whether it's 11 to 12, 13 to 14, it also matters how much guaranteed money does Josh Jacobs want wants because that ultimately sways these contracts, contract talks one way or the other, because mm-hmm. players know that they could be cut at any time. So the the face number, so to speak, let's say, you know, three years, 60 million, don't really mean much. It's it's more about how much of that is guaranteed, and I think that w- that's the that should be the crux of the conversation. Now, if he gets you know twelve million a year, thirteen million a year, we'll see. But again, I I would suggest a two year deal or a three year deal with a second year out. That's yeah. just my opinion. There you go. See, you get it. You get it all here from Mo and Scott. So we appreciate it. And again, Stephen College Station. I think that's the first message we've ever had from College Station. Go ahead. But uh, we appreciate you listening. And being a part of this. Well, there you go. We've wrapped up the mailbag segment uh, for the week. And so that means the show is coming to an end. But we're going to have a big show on Tuesday, clearly with the deadline Monday. We're going to recap what happened, if anything. uh, And we'll see also what else happens in the NFL and the AFC West. Lots of news. Finally, Mo, we're going to have something to seek our teeth into. Yeah, so you again, you're not gonna have to listen to condiment war arguments. <laughs> on, on Tuesday, you'll actually get some actual, you know, hard hitting football talk based on what happens or doesn't happen with Josh Jacobs. Yep. Now, if he doesn't get a deal, which I don't think is gonna happen, then we'll be talking about is he gonna report to camp? Because the yeah. rookies are gonna report on the 18th, uh, which is actually on Tuesday. So yeah. The veterans coming after. So then it's 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 gonna become the Josh Jacobs watch if he doesn't yes. get a new deal. Is yep. he going to report? Is he going to report and not participate in, in, in activities? Because if he does that, at that point, the Reds cannot sign him to a long-term contract because the deadline would have passed, but they can still trade him in a sign-and-trade, which is, what again, what I wrote about in my piece. I think the Jets are a viable suitor if the Raiders go that route. So just look out for that. If they're, if he if he's holding in or holding out, prepare for trade, trade talk because that's going to dominate for the next week or so. And the Jets thing is, I mean, look, I think you get the feeling, and you're there in New York, so you probably have a better beat on it, obviously, than I do, but you just get the feeling the Jets, with the short window they're going to have with Rodgers, they got to go all in. And so so whether it's Dalvin Cook or a trade for Josh Jacobs, I think they're going to do one of those two things or something similar, uh, but it'll be interesting. Also, the other thing we got to watch, Mo, as, as camp rolls around, as you talked about the veterans coming in, is does Jimmy Garoppolo show up and ready to go? Uh, that foot, we keep hearing that the foot's coming along just fine, but that's the other big question mark. I think that the Josh Jacobs story and the Jimmy Garoppolo story is: Does he hit the field at camp when the veterans got to be there? And is he play- Is he out there? Is he out there exercising and showing that his foot is okay? Here's my prediction for Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders fan. Some of the Raider fans out there, I, I think he's going to report to camp, but he's not going to participate very much, and people are going to panic. Oh, yeah. this uh, he's not going to play a game this season. And then he'll wind up practicing within, you know, two weeks and get into bet. the flow of things. But I think they're going to start him off slow simply because anytime you have a, an extended time or away from the game, physical, high level, high intensity activity, yeah. you don't want to rush that guy back into the flow of things. 
right away. No, especially when you've you've put all your eggs in that basket, brother, and it's yeah. a it's a rickety basket. So you got to make sure <laughs> that uh, that he's ready for the regular season. So the first couple mm-hmm. weeks of camp don't matter as much as they do. They get later in the camp and past the preseason. So we'll see we'll see how that all goes. But we'll be here to talk about it on Tuesday. Mo, have a good weekend, my friend, and we will see you on Tuesday morning. You too. Back on Tuesday. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for being with us here on Silver and Black today. Also, again, reminder, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your audio and turn on that auto download for us. If you're on YouTube, hit subscription and the notifications bell. And we appreciate you all being part of the show. And thank you again for a great first year as part of the Odyssey Sports Network. For our producer, Mike Robier, for Mo Moten, I'm Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black today. Have a great weekend, everybody.